Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here with my sister. Hi, Alana. Hello, hello. Alana Kaplan, the woman, the myth, the legend. She is back from popular demand. But also, you know what? I love when Alana comes on this podcast because not only is she my sister, but she also co-wrote the Radical Resilience Project book with me. It is a project I started that she came on board. It became a family affair. And yeah, I love when she's on this podcast. So here we are. We were talking about like, what should we talk about? Because there's so many things. And <laughs> um, I had a crazy dream last night and woke up this morning thinking about it. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but that gave me the idea of what we can talk about and that idea, that topic is grief triggers. Grief mm-hmm. triggers. Alana, what is a grief trigger? I think it's what it sounds like um, in that <laughs> you, you're going about your day, doing whatever it is, something happens and you're triggered and a wave of grief appears. It could be something little, it could be something big. But really, everyone is prone to it. Um, When we were discussing what we should talk about and grief triggers, I told Blair I would make a list. And it's pretty random, and we'll we'll go through it. Um, But things as big as world events trigger me, things as little as food trigger me. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I think it's like, you know, so grief is this thing, like it, It shows up differently for everyone. You never really get rid of grief. You just learn to layer your life around it. You know, losing both of our parents. I had friends reach out who've lost parents 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever years ago. And, um, you know, they're still heavily impacted by the grief and that's okay. That is okay. And I think like amongst the grief and the grief triggers, there's also those really beautiful moments that when something happens, it brings a happy memory and it doesn't trigger the spiral of grief. And there is that big difference. But I mean, so when my mom, our mom first passed away, I was having really amazing dreams. Like she was coming to hang out with me. Her and Alana came to watch me win an award. She was showing up and yeah, like she was coming to visit me in my dreams and she wasn't dying in my dreams. Nothing bad was happening in my dreams. But as of late, and I don't know what it is, maybe it's just the seasons are changing or I'm just in a pivoting pivotal point in my healing where like I have some stress and I'm working on some healing. But lately I've been having dreams where she is dying or had just, has just died. And we're repacking up our 
childhood home or we're in our like rental home that we were in before our childhood home. And I keep having these dreams. And the other night I had a terrible sleep and I kept waking up. And in one night I had two death dreams of mom. Like they were so crazy. I messaged Alana. That's when I was like, are we putting her down now? Are we putting her to sleep? It was so <laughs> weird, but like waking up after these dreams, it's like, I have to regrieve her. Like I start my day off feeling really sad. And it's happened once or twice with dad, mostly with mom. And like, as of lately, it's a few times a week. So I'm, I'm going to be doing some healing this week for my nervous system. And I'm really excited to kind of, maybe this is a part of it, but for me, the biggest thing lately that's been triggering my grief has been these dreams. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I, I want to know about you because you and I, like you had, so when mom passed away, I was having dreams where she was coming to hang out and you were having dreams that she was like dying and waking up and not like real, like not realizing that she died. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. Now I'm having dreams where she's I mean, she's not coming to hang out. She's just in the dream and alive. And I find that triggering too, because then I have to wake up and remember that she's not alive. So it's it's interesting that you're now experiencing that part of it and I'm experiencing the other part of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but last night, Alana, you'd really like this. So the dream last night, I can't even put it into words because that's a dream. But part of it was because mom died, you came to live with me and I had this like huge penthouse, <laughs> like- this penthouse apartment and I was just like are you staying with me or are you living with me because I need to rent this room out and you're like I'm living with you <laughs> so in my dream although mom died Alana you came to live with me in this like wow. penthouse apartment where where was it I have no idea like, I think it was Vancouver like I think it was like Vancouver near Stanley Park but like in its own weird way but yeah I mean so in you know in my dreams, when she's, my mom, mom is redying or has just died or having to relive packing up Waterloo, you know, our Waterloo home or Taylor, mm -hmm. even our home before Waterloo. I find that extremely traumatic, like extremely traumatic. So I wake up and I usually work out and I, I have a bath and then I journal about it and I try and write it. I'm like, maybe if I write it, it'll like get out of my system. But anyways, mm -hmm. that's something I'm working on, but in my like wake awake life, I don't find, I find when I have something that, um, that reminds me of mom or dad or my, or Zeta or anyone that's passed, Baba Ruthie, Andy, Heather, we've had a lot of people die. Um, you know, I feel like comfort. I feel mm -hmm. comfort, but when I'm watching TV and there's like a mother daughter relationship or a daughter mm -hmm. father daughter relationship and like they're close or like even on social media when like I see like the Kardashians and Kris Jenner posting I'm like I get like I get sad like I'll never have that mom became a momager <laughs> my mom our mom mm -hmm. became a momager she came with me to um, a speaking engagement then the world shut down but I was so excited to have her come to that event and have her come be more like working engagements for me and help me with that mm -hmm. but I'll never have that so that's like, that's kind of what does it for me is when I see it on social media, but that's, that's the big one for me is the dreams and the social media and the TV. Interesting. For me, it's literally anything and everything. How about I, how yeah, I go, go through, through your list. list, go through your list. Okay. So this is in no particular order. Um, the first grief trigger was the queen dying and not because I'm particularly sad about it or experiencing the grief just because 
she lived to 96 and both of our parents didn't make it out of their 60s so part of me is like why like I can I can understand why her family's grieving her and like I guess like she's momentous in some ways um I mean there's a lot to be said about the queen and I'm not gonna go into it right now um but I got triggered not even in a sad way in a more like anger it's not fair way because she was 96 she exceeded her life like 96 is old I think it's fantastic that she was able to live that long fantastic for her family um but seeing people like who've never even really met her or were really impacted by her in any way like putting these tributes online triggered me so that was the first one um and I was pretty open about it on social media. So if you follow me there at Atlanta cap, um, you would have seen that. <laughs> okay. They get pretty random. So one of them was the dreams. I'm not going to go through that again, because we just talked about it. This one is pretty random. And I think I was having a griefy week last week. Um, but on the real housewives of Beverly Hills, <laughs> the the ladies were bullying Sutton. And for some reason, that just made me really, really sad. And then that made me miss mom. And I have no idea what the correlation is. Like, I understand Lisa lost her mom. Again, Lisa Rena's mom lived until her 90s, had a great life. Of course, it's sad for Lisa. So maybe there was that. But I was just like, when they started to bully Sutton, I, <laughs> I was like crying. So that was a bit random. Um, the change of seasons, um, especially summer to fall, not because I'm like sad summer is ending. I'm usually ready for fall. Um, but usually it's like the mark of something new. It's kind of like the new year, uh, the Jewish holidays, the Jewish new year tend to be at the beginning of fall. Um, so I just get really griefy around that time i noticed it last year well it's because you spend a lot of, okay i think we have to because rosh hashanah this time of year like it's very big in our family like yeah. this is kind of like our version of christmas passover mm -hmm. and rosh hashanah and usually you would come in and spend it with mom and it, it's mm -hmm. an important holiday for you yeah yeah i really exactly um and so then another one i mean actually last year on Rosh Hashanah was when our dad went to Riverview. Um, I remember listening to a service at my uncle's because I flew in and got a call from our aunt being like, okay, Riverview called. Do you want to come and bring your dad there? So I think there's like a double meaning there. Okay. Now it's getting really random. Just want to, <laughs> so every time I buy something, um, not like groceries, but if I like buy like new clothes or something more than I would have spent on something, I would seek out that validation from my mom. And with the change of seasons, I tend to buy things. Um, and so I've been feeling sad every time I click confirm payment. <laughs> Um, I feel so a TikTok coming on. <laughs> um, so that one, that one's been pretty, pretty present. 
um, when I don't feel well, which I think is a common, a common one that probably a lot of people can relate to just that, like, oh, I need, I wish I had my mom to text telling her I had a headache, even if I was in a different city, it just felt better telling her, um, salmon, like the food, <laughs> because so our mom had a cup, our mom wasn't like the biggest cook. Like she had a few things in her repertoire. It was a certain type of chicken, like a chili chicken soup. She loved making soups and then salmon. And last weekend I got these like pre-made salmon things that all I had to do is put in the oven. And I got really sad while eating it because it made me miss mom. Um, the Saturday paper. So I recently started getting the Winnipeg Free Press on Saturdays, um, essentially because I had this whole, someone tried to like steal my account information and I had to get a new bank card and then payments didn't go through. And so then they called me and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get the Saturday instead of just the online subscription, which I had. And so when I look at my tables on Saturdays, just like where, I don't know if you remember Saturdays on, on the kitchen or the dining room table, it was like papers and flyers and notes on the flyers and all of that. So, oh yeah. She would like take apart the paper and like, sometimes she would like rip out the horoscope and open up the comics, <laughs> send the comics to us. So anytime. Yeah. So every Saturday when I'm like reading the paper, I'm thinking a lot about mom. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, <laughs> are like Facebook boomers. <laughs> so what I mean by that is mom. So I didn't really have mom on Facebook until like the, the day before she died. <laughs> yeah. Until the day before she died, because she was always the type of person to be like, Oh, why did you post that? What's that about? And it was just a lot. Um, but she would always talk about these like community Facebook groups. And right now the community I live in is experiencing lots of like break-ins and then people's garages. And I remember mom once talking about a group. It was like smash windows club of blank. I'm not going to say what neighborhood I live in. (laughs) Did you join it? I did join it. (laughs) Alana. I live in the same neighborhood. And um, so because of what's been going on in our neighborhood recently there's been a lot more activity and just seeing the way that the older generation uses Facebook reminds me a lot of mom and the way she explained how she used Facebook so those are the things that have been triggering me in the past two weeks like will they trigger me in the next two weeks maybe will something else very likely yeah um but triggers aren't I don't think are always a bad thing no a bad thing at all actually like it just like tricks sometimes triggers a memory sometimes it's like profound sadness yeah where you can't stop crying and then sometimes it's like it just like triggers a memory and you feel like oh I miss my dad or my mom yeah like the Facebook boomers it's like I'm sad but it's more like I miss I miss mom and I wish I would have like seen if she would write what she would write in the group <laughs> can I tell you okay so mom and I watched Grace and Frankie simul- like like parallel play like <laughs> I'd watch it and bc and she'd watch it and i have one episode left and it's like the last one they're not making anymore and like i haven't watched it yet 
And I think like, it's probably going to be sad, but like also sad because it was a show we watched together. So mm-hmm. I'm saving it. I don't know what I'm saving it for, but the other thing I have, so we, Shane and I camp and we have this like little property and we have someone that comes to mow the lawn and it's a two acre property. So they sit on a riding lawn mower and they, I guess it usually happens when we're not there, but we were there this weekend and okay. So that's what we did. But sidebar, our dad had an electric scooter that like his roommate called a motorcycle and every so often our dad like he was like very eccentric like randomly if he didn't know like what to say he'd be like do you want to see how fast I can go on my scooter and then he'd like scoot away really fast Lana do you remember that after mom died he like was scooting around really fast I don't know yeah we met him outside because it was COVID and yeah he so he he scooted he was he was scooting really fast but this so this person came on the riding lawnmower And they were going so fast in circles around the property because they were mowing like from the outside to the inside. I literally was having flashbacks to dad and I felt like it triggered me. Like it made me really miss him because this lady was motoring. Like, and it was a similar like jolty motion as the electric scooter at high speed. And so like Mm -hmm. stuff like that, like randomly, like for me, there's nothing consistent. Yeah. With, um, you're actually making me remember another one. So I was reading this book. Mm-hmm. called this time tomorrow um and it's a novel and and Blair I sent you the picture yeah of the page and so essentially within this book in one iteration of it the main character has a dad named Leonard who's in the hospital <laughs> Leonard is our dad's name and he's t- in this excerpt in this book excerpt he was talking about um the Philippines and our dad had a fascination with the Philippines and like potentially like 10 or 15 girlfriends there yeah and like (laughs) would talk often about wanting to go to the Philippines relocate there um so when I read that book I saw I read that excerpt and put it down and it took me about a week to get back to that book because it was too real for me yeah and like you know dad died like it's September dad died in February and like we haven't even started dealing with his affairs yet because we're still dealing with our mom's affairs and like as soon as we start dealing with all that it just like opens this whole can of grief maybe that's what those dreams are coming it's like okay you need to deal with this and maybe the death dreams will stop Mm -hmm. so like like there's like real life stuff that happens that like is in your control that you have to deal with when someone dies trigger. There's the stuff that you can't control, like randomly reading a page in a book about a man named Leonard in a hospital who has a fascination with the Philippines, um, you know, and dreams and stuff like that. But you, I think with grief triggers, you never know when they're going to come. Mm-hmm. You never know when they're going to come. You can't prepare for them. I mean, you could prepare when you think something might trigger you, but I mean, before we wrap up, Alana, like, what is your, like, cause you're a social worker and I'm wondering like, if you have advice on like when, when someone feels triggered, what should they do? I honest, like, I don't, it's hard because I'm in it right now. What I've been doing is just, I let myself be triggered. Um, I don't think suppressing the feeling is going to make the situation any better um if you're it hasn't really happened to me where I'm in a place where I'm in public or at work and I'm extremely triggered um but if you are 
I would say go take space and let yourself feel your feelings. I feel like I say that every time I'm on Mm -hmm. here and um, yeah, but like, yeah, feel your feelings. Like if you need to cry, cry, maybe it's a laugh. I, I think what's really helped me, Alana, I don't know, like, I don't think you're journaling as much as I am, but really mm-hmm. writing it out and like just mm-hmm. journaling, like writing it out helps me process mm-hmm. it and understand it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's definitely something that would be helpful, but also talking about it out loud. Um, again, I've, I've said this before, I think people get really uncomfortable when it comes to grief and talking about the person who passed away or died. Um, and I think having like, if memories come up, if you feel like feeling comfortable to share them. So like I did today with the Saturday paper or the uh, smashed windows club, Facebook group. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, you know, Alana and I often like, she'll ma- message me something and, and randomly, you know, be thinking of mom and she messages me and I do the same to her and I think it's okay to reach out. You don't need to keep it to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, find someone that you're comfortable with. Maybe you journal. There are also like grief therapists and counselors and grief support groups. There, are, There's organizations out there to support you. Like you don't have to go through all of this alone. You know, we're not taught really how to navigate this. And mm-hmm. Alana and I experienced like compound grief. Mm-hmm. And like, I had a bit of like a, a, lay, a couple extra layers of grief in there. <laughs> with like even the miscarriage but I think like you know life is full of these ups and downs and that there are things you can do to help make those low points less hard you know you're listening to this podcast for a reason you maybe submitted your story to the global resilience project book for a reason or you read the book or you found us online or you stumbled upon this podcast I don't know what your reasons are, but like, you don't have to go through hard stuff alone. You don't have to grieve alone. You don't have to navigate the hard stuff in life alone. You're not alone. And, you know, maybe it's me and Alana are just going to help you through it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But, um, you know, just wrapping up this, this episode, Alana, do you have a, oh, you have something to say. Okay. Well, it's just interesting because I think we're, we're approaching or have approached the three-year anniversary of me joining the Global Resilience Project. Um, what was the date and time? <laughs> Just kidding. It was, I think, end of August. Um, but we went, we went on that little adventure to camp and um, we're going back there in the end of next week. And it's wild to think how different our lives are now yeah, they were that first time we went. So Alana's talking, it used to be called Dovetail, but now it's called Camp Tailwind and it's for women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So three years ago, Alana and I went there representing the Global Resilience Project. At the time it was called I Am Resilient and I was speaking and I just came back from, I just came back from launching a product in Germany and had a concussion because I was in a car accident because my grandfather died and I was on the way home from the funeral anyways. And shortly after this weekend at summer camp, my husband had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. So it is interesting because we're going back together. I'm speaking again. I'm leading a workshop about how to strengthen your resilience muscle. If you're listening to this and you're interested in coming to camp tailwind, um, please reach out to me. 
Blair at BlairKaplan.ca. I have a discount code, but um, you can hang out with me and Alana. They're live. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of like great ideas for this podcast because we're driving there together. We're spending mm-hmm. the weekend together and we're driving back. And I, I love that we're going to get to do that again. And that, yes, our life has changed so much. So many people have died. So <laughs> many. So we've both moved to different cities. Mm-hmm. Our careers are completely different. Like things are different. The book is out. Back then it was just an idea. I was like, I'm working on this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's really cool because it also feels like it was just yesterday, even though it was three years ago. And, you know, originally the Global Resilience Project started because our father was, you know, diagnosed with terminal illness. And we launched the project shortly before going to, you know, dovetail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who would have thought this interesting turn of events would have led us down this path? But here we are, Radical Resilience, Blair Kaplan Venables with Alana Kaplan. Alana, thanks for taking the time to chat with us and me. I can't wait to have you on here more. Yeah, I'm excited. Any final, final words? Um, you know, there's no such thing as a silly grief trigger. Yeah, there's no such thing as a silly <laughs> grief trigger. Amen. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilience. We're out every Friday. There's a new episode dropping in your ears. So come listen and know that you are not alone. You are resilient. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.